Would you like a spot of tea, love? Yes, that would be lovely, darling. Presenting English in a Teacup, your guide to learning English one sip at a time. Hello there and welcome to English in a Teacup, your guide to improving your spoken and written English one sip at a time. My name is Charlotte Prudent and this week we are going to explore different ways to express anger and frustration. Losing your temper is not a nice feeling, but it is a good idea to know the correct way to express yourself so that it is clear for the other person that you are not in a good mood. To assist us with this topic is Miss Finestocrat, a fine English lady who today will be telling us of her unfortunate experience with house sharing. Living with new housemates can be a challenge, especially for someone like Miss Finestocrat, who has never in her whole life had to share anything with anyone. Let's find out what happens, but not before first taking a sip of tea. Now we can get started. Well, darlings, where do I start? You already know of my terrible financial circumstances and how hard it has been of late to make ends meet. Indeed, things were getting so bad, what with not finding a well-paid job or a rich husband, that I was forced to do something utterly shameful. I decided to rent the rooms of my house out to strangers. I rented my best rooms to a law student, a hairdresser and a software programmer. They seemed to come from well-to-do families, so I was sure there would be no problems and that we might even become close friends. Famous last words. The noise was the first thing to do my head in. The most horrifically loud music came out of Maria, the law student's room. She said the genre was called progressive rock, but it sounded positively backward to me. John, the hairdresser, had his hairdryer on full blast for at least two hours every morning. And don't get me started on Sophie, the software programmer. I realize working with computers can be challenging and even overwhelming, but there's no need to bang the walls and scream out of the window like a lunatic every time you get a syntax error. Then there was the mess. I nearly blew a fuse every time I entered the kitchen. Dirty plates, filthy floors and surfaces, the stink of rotting food in the fridge. I, I couldn't even make myself a cup of tea for fear of catching the plague. And the bathroom was no better. I would find strands of John's luscious Afghan dog hair in the shower, or Maria's perfumes, lotions and potions cluttering the cupboards, and to top it all, Sophie insisted on leaving dirty towels on the bathroom floor. However, contrary to my usual character, 
I tried to keep my cool. I needed the money, and they did seem like genuinely nice people. So, although it was often infuriating, I made an effort to keep my temper in check, and told myself that this situation would not last forever. The last straw came when I had been away on a two-day trip with the Women's Institute. The moment I stepped through the door, I knew something was wrong. It was clear that my housemates had had a party in my absence. Entering the living room, I was confronted with chaos. There were dirty glasses and plates lying everywhere, and someone had spilled red wine on my carpet. My television had a crack in the middle, and a terrible smell coming from my plant pots indicated that someone must have peed in my geraniums. As I looked at the disorder, I could feel my blood boil. Just as I thought that things couldn't get worse, I suddenly heard laughter coming from the kitchen. I entered the kitchen to find my three housemates smoking marijuana at the kitchen table. Seeing them so calm and cheerful aggravated me, and I was about to vent my anger when I saw something even worse. My teapot, my precious china teapot, which had been handed down through the generations and with which I had made more than ten thousand five hundred cups of tea, was now lying on the kitchen floor, shattered into a thousand pieces. These degenerate, immoral, despicable hippies had broken my teapot. Now my anger knew no bounds. How dare you! How dare you break my china teapot! I yelled at them. Chillax, Miss Finester cried. It's only a teapot. We'll buy you a new one here. Maria extended her evil-smelling joint to me. Try some. It will calm you down. I saw red. I do not wish to calm down. I shouted. You have all gone too far. I ran upstairs to their rooms and proceeded to throw their things out of the window. From Maria's bedroom window, I threw out her loudspeakers and law books, and from John's window, I threw out his damned hairdryer. The last things to smash on the pavement below were Sophie's state-of-the-art computer, along with external monitor and ergonomic keyboard. No one breaks my great-great-grandmother's china teapot and gets away with it. I am living alone again in my house. Personally, I think it's better that way. Poor Miss Finestocrat. Once again, luck is not on her side. However, she has left us with some very useful phrases which we can use to express feelings of anger or impatience. Oh, blasted! Let's start by exploring the idiomatic expressions. 
These can be used when multiple bad things have happened to you and you are describing the climax of a situation, the, the final and worst event in your story. To top it all, I would find strands of John's luscious Afghan dog hair in the shower or Maria's perfumes, lotions and potions cluttering the cupboards and to top it all, Sophie insisted on leaving dirty towels on the bathroom floor. So, the first bad thing is John leaving hair in the shower. Then Maria cluttering or taking up all the space in the cupboard for her own products. But to top it all, the worst thing of all, was Sophie leaving her dirty towels on the floor. Let's think of our own example. First, I arrived late for work because I was stuck in traffic. Then I had an argument with a client. And to top it all, my boss fired me. Just as I thought that things couldn't get any worse, I suddenly heard laughter coming from the kitchen. I entered to find my three housemates smoking marijuana at the kitchen table. A similar expression to to top it all, just as I thought that things couldn't get any worse. And it means essentially the same thing. You have had a series of bad luck and it ends with even worse luck. A pickpocket stole my husband's wallet on the way to the airport. When we arrived, we discovered my mobile phone was missing. Just as we thought that things couldn't get any worse, we were informed that our flight had been cancelled due to COVID. Damn, damn, damn! Sometimes a situation becomes so overwhelming overwhelming, impossible to control or manage, that it causes a sudden and extreme reaction in a person. The last straw came when I had been away on a two-day trip with the Women's Institute. The last straw is a short version of the proverb, the straw that broke the camel's back. With this expression, I want you to imagine a camel that is being loaded with a lot of weight, more weight than it can carry. So the last thing to be put on the camel's back could be very small and insignificant, but because of all the weight that is already pressing down on the camel's back, this small, insignificant object is too much for the camel and it causes the camel's back to finally break under the pressure. Poor, poor camel. The same idea can be used for humans. In the workplace, if you have lots of tasks to do, more tasks than you can manage, you are under serious pressure. And to top it all, the boss asks you if you could possibly make him or her a cup of coffee. Well, in this case, you are the camel and your boss's request is the last straw. This situation causes you to react suddenly and extremely. For example, you might tell your boss, I quit and you take your things and you leave the office. Another example could be in a relationship. Your partner does not help around the house. They don't listen to you enough. They don't invite you to social events. Then, to top it all, they forget your birthday. Your partner forgetting the date causes a sudden and extreme reaction in you. An example of this reaction could be that you decide to break up with your partner. Oh, yuck!
Now, let's look at some idiomatic expressions for describing what annoys or irritates us. And don't get me started on Sophie, the software programmer. When a subject annoys or frustrates you, we can use the expression don't get me started. Don't get me started on British politics. It's a complete circus. Oh, bloody hell. The noise was the first thing to do my head in. To do someone's head in is to annoy someone. Hearing her voice every day really does my head in. She never shuts up. I nearly blew a fuse every time I entered the kitchen. To blow a fuse to get uncontrollably angry. Essentially, your anger knows no bounds. Your anger has no limits. Or a similar expression, you see red, meaning that you have no control over your emotions. Let's take a look at some examples. Sarah blew a fuse when Harold confessed that he had forgotten their diamond wedding anniversary. I know I shouldn't have hit David, but when he started insulting my mother, I saw red. Seeing them so calm and cheerful aggravated me, and I was about to vent my anger when I saw something even worse. To vent your anger to express your negative emotions in a very violent or aggressive way. You can vent a variety of emotions. For example, Harry vented his frustration by kicking the wall. Selena vented her feelings in a session with Alcoholics Anonymous, and now she feels much better. As well as expressions to show anger, we also need expressions to show patience or emotional control. However, contrary to my usual character, I tried to keep my cool. I made an effort to keep my temper in check and told myself that the situation would not last forever. To keep your cool or to keep your temper in check are expressions that we can use interchangeably and they both mean to have control over our feelings of anger or frustration. So even when something aggravates you or we have to deal with an infuriating situation, infuriating something that makes us mad or very angry, we find a way to keep our negative emotions under control. For example, despite his insults and bad manners, I kept my cool and continued working. Although Marta really wanted to tell her neighbour what she thought of her, she managed to keep her temper in check and smiled politely as she passed by the house. Chillax, Miss Finestocrat, it's only a teapot. Chillax is a blend of the words chill, an informal term meaning to be calm, not to be stressed, and relax. It is considered a cooler, more modern way of simply saying relax. Chillax, everything will be all right in the end. This week we were just chillaxing in the park. Well, that is all we have time for today. You will find the PDF for this episode in the description as usual. 
Remember to tune in next week when we will be getting in the mood for Halloween, and Miss Finestocrat will be telling us of her terrible experience surviving the zombie apocalypse. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, where we will be providing videos, quizzes, and new vocabulary for every episode in our podcast. See you next time for English in a teacup, naturally served with a lovely spot of tea.